I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I run Hip Hop by the Numbers on Twitter. We use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. Lion director of the Fifth Element, while I highlight Fifth Element Hip Hop, which is knowledge. Eating whack rappers alive, shitting out chains. Just think we'll do this. We're getting a J Electronica album. Uh, no, we're not. Dude, it's coming. No, what? Wait, wait, wait. Explain so, to me so why you didn't react. One, yeah. Explain okay. to me why you didn't no. react to my two voice. Because I sent you two hype voice messages while I was walking around in a supermarket. And Charlie's next voice message is a six-minute reply. Nothing to do with J Electronica at all. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I skipped over that. I was like, whoa, crap. Okay, J, J Lex got no trust capital left. Like, like, um, well, you know, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not, I'm not one of these. I'm not, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna say firmly in the middle. Like, if it comes, it comes. I'm gonna listen to it, of course. If it doesn't, I'm not gonna be one of these people that are gonna, are gonna cry about it. You know what I mean? I'm just not. There's no point. There's no point in doing that. So, uh, so yeah, I'm not, I, just, I don't know. Yeah, no, you know. And I didn't. Re- and to be honest, I listened to those when I woke up in the morning. And I was just like. Yay, back to sleep. <laughs> what, you listen to Not what? Not to sound too dismissive, but yeah. You listen to what? Oh, the, the voice messages. Yeah, I was, yeah, I listened to the voice messages. But I was, I was like, so oh, great. hyped. I was so hyped and I was saying all yeah, way shit. To guess, way and to I guess. said some funny stuff in there too. And I was like, oh, I'll just slip this little joke in here. And I got literally zero from Charlie. It was just... Left on red, and I so go, I did, oh, I fucking Jesus! I didn't, re- I didn't realize you you wanted the whole, you know, response from me. <laughs> you know, I, I need external I have, validation, I had no response, Charlie. Bro. I had no response. Like, <laughs> if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know what I mean? So uh, it'll be interesting to but see. But anyway, we're, we're not. Li- we're not. We didn't listen to that this week. Um, so with that said, hi Ben. How's your week been? And what have you been listening to this week? This week's been crazy, especially yesterday. No shit. So, bro, like, I was driving to my friend's house yesterday. It was a torrential downpour. And normally when I drive to my friend's house, it's, like, into the bush. So there's these all these signs everywhere, like bushfire, danger, catastrophic, uh, be prepared to evacuate at a minute's notice. Yesterday, all the signs were saying, uh, huge flooding danger, be prepared to evacuate at a minute's notice. So, so like, half of, New, sorry, half of Sydney lost power yesterday for, like, eight hours because of the, the rain. And all the people around me are being evacuated for floodwaters now. Like, shit is crazy. Like, it's really concerning what is going on in New South Wales right now. So we had no power last night, but luckily it came back on. So I did get to write some stuff down about some music I listened to. I listened to a lot, actually. I checked out Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats Unlocked. This is another one where I got super hype and Charlie just... Just kind of didn't, didn't, you know, didn't, didn't share my enthusiasm. Let's put it that way. But... I really, oh, God. Oh, come on, man! I gotta, I gotta blow you up. You, you can't leave me on red for like seven I hours. I didn't leave you on red on this one. I did not. I did not leave you on red on this one. <laughs> so anyway, that. Anyway. Continue. So I listened to the album, and this is. I just love this album so much. It was just. I thought it was fire. There were heavy MF Doom vibes. 
Uh, I got actually lit up on Twitter yesterday for saying that Kenny Beats was on track to be just as consistent as Alchemist. But I think that's only because people are really protective of Alchemist. Long way to go there. Yeah, yeah, I I think people are really protective of Alchemist, who is criminally underrated. But we do have to give a lot of props to Kenny Beats because... He's carved a niche out in the market recently with Smoke Dizza, Absol, Freddie Gibbs, Vince Staples, JPEG Mafia, O3 Greedo. I think he was on that Kid Glock tape as well. He is as diverse as he is consistent, which is really a rare double. And the production reminds me a lot of LP, actually, you know? It's like, how how incredible can you make drums mm. sound? And and it, mm. it really brought it back to me with... We were talking about Dilla this week, obviously, because it was his birthday. Uh, it would have been his birthday a couple of days ago. He would have been 46, I think. And, you know, one yep. of the things people said about Dilla was like, he's using the same equipment as everyone. How does he make it sound like that? It doesn't make sense. And I always mm-hmm. felt that way with LP. It was like, how is he doing this? Like, he's doing boom bap beats, but they just sound different. And I feel like Kenny Beats is similar in that in that respect. And I, I thought the beats on this were incredible. I really love Denzel as well. Uh, 24% of his vocals are either pitched up or pitched down, which was really interesting. He did it really well. He did. It's, it's hard to pull that off sometimes. I thought he did that well. Bro, the DMX impersonation bite, that was just so on point. People were texting me on Twitter saying, I genuinely thought DMX was a feature on this. So... <laughs> I think Denzel, I really appreciate Denzel. I think his arc has been really great over the last how four years. I think he was four years ago, he was on the double XL freshman list. And he could have chosen the commercial route, but he chose not to. He chose to go and follow his artistic, I guess, license. And uh, I really respect it. I think it's a brave album, but he sounds good on every beat. So that was definitely my favorite. That might be end up being one of my favorites of the year. Next, this is best to worst as always. Uh, checked out High Road by Kesha. This is the album. Okay. okay, no, 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 listen, listen. This is the album that I wanted Kesha. That I think Kesha wanted to make her whole career. She just hasn't had the opportunity. We all know about what's been happening behind the scenes with, uh, I think it's Dr. Luke she's having legal yep. issues with, and Sony, I think she's signed to, and. Bro, it's been it's been a hell of a road for her, and on mm. this album, she actually she just stands tall, resilient. She spits some rapid fire bars, which really took me back to like her 2010 days. I don't really think it's super solid. The album, like it, it feels like a live show. I don't know if anyone's ever been to like pop live shows. They always have these ups and downs, crescendos and builds and crashes, and then the acoustic section. Like Chasing Thunder is that acoustic song where they sit on the edge of the stage and then they speak to the audience on some real stuff and everyone leaves the stage and it's just, you know, the singer with a guitar. But apart from that, I, I really enjoyed the album and I'm, I'm so proud of Cash's arc since 2010. It, it has been beautiful to watch her resilience. So I hope she's okay and I enjoyed that project a lot. Uh, two, true and two, two Chains, No Face, No Case. This is just typical compilation album from you know the host of label artists and friendly collaborators two chains is actually spitting the best i've heard him in years and i think he's just progressing as a rapper honestly i don't even think he's in good form i think he is just literally getting better and better as he progresses he's rapping fast double time he's switching his flow up uh I, I think he's incredible i i really am surprised at his his lyrical growth um the other the other rappers, meh. 
I'm a bit mad on like it's just a bit boring, schooly, especially Sleepy Rose. I swear to God, if Quando Rondo doesn't stop ripping Young Thug off, there's a lawsuit. <laughs> because, bro, I keep checking the track list of these songs that this guy pops up on. I'm like, oh, they got Thugger on this? It's not. It's just Quando Rondo. I'm like, can you just stop doing this, bro? Like, oh my gosh. So, ah. Uh, yeah, it was alright. It it wasn't great. I put it on the background. It, it didn't it didn't impose too much on my concentration. Uh, Larue's supervision. Larue yeah. used yeah Larue used to be a, a duo mm. uh, back in '09, and they had that that number one UK single Bulletproof, which basically took over the world. They God, were really, that, was, that was a long that was a long few weeks. You didn't you didn't like that song? I know. I rate I rated the song, but like it was at the time where I was just like into charts and every time i just looked at mi- mi- music videos it was like at number one it's, it's just like oh my god yeah it just keeps going on and on eh? like um but they they were genuinely on the cutting edge of electropop back in the day like robin fisher yeah. spooner tove low little boots even a little bit like they mm-hmm. were they were there and then they broke up and larue broke off and and did their own solo thing and this I don't like it as much. Like it's like basically an alternative. It's kind of like grime. She, she. I'm not. Sure. I think uh, Larue is non-binary, so I don't want to uh, mess up her pronouns or their pron. I'll say they. Sorry, their pronouns. Um, so uh, it sounds a bit like Grimes, Regina Spector. If you're gonna, if you're gonna dip into this realm. Then you're, you're coming up against like Saint Vincent, KT Tunstall, Laura Marling, PJ Harvey. It gets even more challenging if you dig deeper into that, and so uh, nah, this one is not up to that anywhere near those the quality of those artists. So I didn't really enjoy this. It's a bit of a disappointment. I really hope they go back to what the sound that made Larue really great, but I don't think mm. that's going to happen, to be honest. Uh, Pop Smoke, Meet the Woo Two. Uh, jeez, man, like if you if yeah, this is not good. This is just not that great, like. He he literally doesn't change his sound or voice at any point in this album. Like it's like a I don't know, it's like a train on a track and it just keeps going and the, the scenery <laughs> around him changes and things right. change and you might be going across a bridge or you might that's be going through the mountains and looking up yeah. at these snow co- that's the that's the production. But yeah. Pop Smoke just keeps on going, keeps on going, keeps on going, keeps on going. Uh, and occasionally he stops at the train station and that's just when he, the, the, the song ends. And then he starts off again on the same track. And I'm just like, oh dear, man, switch it up, bro. So I did not like that album. But it was not the worst album of the week. That goes to Green Day's Father of All. What the f*** is this, bro? Like, Green Can I Day... Can Green Day right quick? Go. I didn't realize they're twenty five years in. Oh, they're twenty six. I, I didn't realize. Do, I didn't, do little twenty four. They were that far in. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize they were that far in because like their debut album had an anniversary. I was like twenty something years. I was like, really? I did, didn't realize they were that that long. Okay, but carry on. Just Unbelievable that they've had an incredible career, honestly. But it was mainly the nineties where they were killing it, and oh, right, they did. Okay. They dropped that. They dropped that trio of albums a while back, like. Dio's trios or something and they were they were all garbage and ever since then they've been bad and the problem with 
like they 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 promoted this with saying no features, no Swedish songwriters, no trap beats, one hundred percent pure uncut rock. And if you reveal what that actually means on this album, it's a total inability to craft a cringeless song, and an inability <laughs> like all they did basically they're scraping the bo- the the bottom of their barrel so much now that it's just rust. They're just bringing up rust under their fingernails and saying, "Here you go, here's our new album." Nah, man, this is not new. It's bad. It's I I I am really angry at this because rock music is in a state of disrepair right now and this is just further it's another knife it's another stab wound to rock it's already a dead carcass almost and they just keep stabbing it (laughs) just go go underground for a little while do something different change it up like that Coldplay album was terrible but at least they're trying something different this is oh man I can't I'm really disappointed. So that was my worst album of the week. Don't check that out, whatever you do. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to drop like a Nas-ish, like hip-hop is dead like kind of thing, where it's just like rock is dead. and just Even though Nas' hip-hop is dead has nothing, even the song itself, like the song hip-hop is dead, is like, other than the chorus, like there's nothing, there's nothing to yeah, do what with all, hip-hop Yeah, what was that dead. all about in that, at that don't point? Know, bro, I don't, don't know, bro, don't know, don't know, don't know. Even in bother, hindsight, doesn't really, it. yeah, okay. Anyway. Yeah, it was the yeah. 2000s, remember, we always say 2000s is a crazy decade, it's, yeah. Yep, yeah, fucked, fucking weird. Um, anyway, anyway so, sorry. right, so I listened to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 this week, that's, that's I think, one off my record uh, for the week. I think my record is like 10 or 11, something like that, but it's, it's pretty. it's been pretty good. So for one, well, I started one from no, I was going to listen to last week, and I didn't get the time to. Uh, the Leonard Simpson duo, Leonard Charles, Guilty Simpson, LSD. Uh, think that '70s show uh, with hip hop beats is fucking lit. It, it's great. It's great. It's it's, it's survived. So uh, it's it's got like some '70s psychedelic rock kind of influences all over the place. Uh, if you just look at the album cover, it's like literally like you know LSD looking tabs. It's just yes, oh, the aesthetic is so good. The, like the sound just fits it. Gilly Simpson's obviously been around for like uh, I think since the nineties. Um, I haven't really listened to much Gilly Simpson until until this project, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it. So it's a real for a concept album. Very very interesting. I very very loved it. Very enjoyed it a lot. All the platitudes. Um, Friend of Five E drops. Deacon, shout out to him, Polaroid Nudes, little mixtape, uh, his full, well, his first full-length uh, project, I guess, and uh, this is just super meditative, like, the word I pick for this is, like, super meditative, like, it's just, like, the beats are very, just, you know, unassuming, you know, kind of like Sing About Me and Dinah First kind of beats, um, just like, just you know, just sitting there in the background, kind of elevator-ish, but not too, ba- not too elevator-ish, I guess. Um, but just very, just yeah, just very in the background, very soft. But yeah, the 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 content he gets into is just so like, uh, it, it's just like he's sitting in a room and just riffing on like how he's been doing for the past like for for most of his life so far. Like, there's one one track called Tamika, like part one. I can't wait for part two of that because he basically just tells a story about this girl he met and how it was going well. And, uh, yeah, he left it on a little cliffhanger that got me guessed. Uh, there's a single called Family that was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I listened to that live when I went to uh, his, uh, he does, like, a monthly um, a monthly uh, live session, I guess, um, in his uh, 
home borough of Tutian. And um, yeah, that was that was that was great. That was a great song. But yeah, there's, there's some great, there's some just great cast on here. Um, it's just very, like I said, meditative, um, and the lyrics themselves are just so introspective and uh, uh, very nuanced and just very grown, I guess. And uh, uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Shout out to Deacon. Uh, the other guys, Winter in Analog, is solid, oh, yeah. solid oh, yeah. EP. This is solid. Oh my days, the beats on here are so clean, so yeah. freaking the clean. Beats all, they're all, their beats are always clean, eh? Oh man, how have I not gotten into them until now? It's so oh, really? fucking clean, oh, yeah, yeah man, so fucking clean. I only got into the, only got into this because uh, shout out to another friend of five EA one was on uh, one of the tracks. Let's celebrate, and that's the first track on the on the EP, and then. Uh, you know, A1, A1's A1, he's great, um, solid, uh, you know, a uh, solid rapper on, in his own right, and he go and he, he does well on that particular track, and then the rest of it is just obviously instrumentals, uh, the last track is literally an instrument, instrumental of the Let's Celebrate, so uh, there's that. I just wish it was, this was longer, to be honest, I, I really wish it was longer, I needed another 15 minutes of beats, to be honest, I, I, was, I was enjoying myself thoroughly, I really enjoyed this as an instrumental uh, dominant um uh, EP, you loved it, loved it, mate, loved it. Definitely, definitely a contender for the EP list. Uh, okay, Obong Jr. I, 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 I fuck up his name. I, I need to look up how to say his name because uh, I feel like I keep butchering it every time I say it. Which way is forward? Um, I have no idea where to go, <laughs> where to go in terms of this album because the dude, like sound wise, is just so. So eclectic. There's nothing that's sounding like this right now. Songwriting wise, he's absolutely OP. I really enjoy his songwriting. And his voice just so unique. So unique. So deep. So powerful. But the, I'm not saying the production is whack or anything, but it's just so eclectic. I just I was just like trying to put my head around it. You know what I mean? It's just one of those. I didn't know how to classify it. It was just unclassifiable to me <laughs> at this point. So uh, I guess it, that it, it really interested me in that case. Uh, but yeah, the songwriting for me was just so interesting. His voice is just so commanding, uh, and I really enjoyed it for the for for those particular things. But um, yeah, uh, where else did I get to? Yes, so Denzel Kenny Beats unlocks right. So I'm not saying I don't like this. Okay, I love this. Okay. But the way that Ben was getting at me when I woke up, going like, "Oh, this is this is fire! Ah, oh, he talk like DMX, ah!" Oh. Right? He was getting so hype at me, right? Oh, just all the all the all the caps locks, you know, all the caps locks that you, you know, <laughs> all of that, right? I'm just I'm just like reading them, going, oh, "All right, this must be fire! This must be fire!" I personally just expected more Denzel, and that was just me. Okay, I just expected more Denzel when I was listening. I was like. Well, this is a whole instrumental track. <laughs> okay, this okay. half of this song is instrumental. All and right, even right, when I get to that, Kenny Beats is absolutely fire. Like, the beats on here are so clean. Uh, right up early. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I just I just came in expecting something completely different. I just expected a bit more bit more scaling. I thought it was going to be a bit more 50-50. But it was more Kenny Beats than, more, than Denzel. And I am fine with that. I am fine with that. I just thought there was going to be more Denzel. But when we got Denzel, we got Denzel. Yeah, he rapped. Oh, God. He, he, he yeah, rapped. He, 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 is, he is not not as good of a DMX impersonator as me, but he's, he's getting there. He's getting there. So, uh, so oh. to Denzel on that front. <laughs> you got to give him some tips, bro. He actually he actually liked my tweet, so um, I might have an in with him. So I can I can text no, him no, if no, you want and give him your number. Denzel regardless. 
Yeah, right. I shall stop flexing. I won't be You know what I'm like. Get off me. Get off me. Um, but yeah, no, Denzel's so far on this. Like, um, yeah, it's clean. It's clean. Shout out to Kenny Beast as well. Okay, I, did, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I just want to talk about it. Brent Fires, fuck the world. Okay, so oh, yeah. I'm not a fan of this kind of R&B, and it's obviously a very modern type of R&B. People were hyping it up on Twitter, and I was just like, you know what? Let me give it a go. It's like it's like 30 minutes. I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it a whirl. Bro, the dude sounds like The Weeknd. Like, he, he, he legit sounds like The Weeknd. Like, he, you're talking about, uh, what's the name? Sound like Young Thug? Bro, this dude sounds oh, like no. The Weeknd. And it was just like, I was just like, what? What is this? <laughs> so yeah, and the 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 production, you know, while I can see people rating this, and you know, some I know some people that have, it's just not for me. That this type of R and B right now is not for me. Uh, stuff that Bryson Tiller does, Black does, you know, Brent Fires in this case, not for me. I get why people like it. It's just not for me. It's very clean, drowned out. It's just, eh, there's no soul to it to me. It's very soulless in that case. I feel like um, that's, that's a bit harsh putting Bryson Tiller in that. I, I, I agree with you with the others, but Bryson Tiller, I don't know, Trap Soul, Trap Soul was close to a Trap classic. Soul was good. I enjoyed Trap Soul. Yeah. yeah. For what it was, I enjoyed Trap Soul. Okay. But it's been, it's been like, how, how long was that? That was like five yeah, years ago. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just, too long, yeah. Come on, guys. It's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's, and it's just like so many of them. Uh, Jacquees as well. All of them. Come on, man. The, the dudes in the R&B game need to up their game because like the women are absolutely fucking killing it right now. Need yeah, to up yeah. their game. Anyway, um, LaRue, Supervision. Same, same thoughts as you, I guess. Um, you know, it was a bit, it was a bit one note for me. Um, it was just like, it, it was like that same brand of electro pop, like over and over again. Um, so yeah, you know, it was it wasn't for me. Um, I don't know, I don't know why I listened to it. To be honest, um, not that not that I said I, not that I was going in not liking it or anything, but um, but yeah, yeah, for what it was, I guess okay. But um, just uh, it just sounded a bit one note to me. Uh, last one, I think. No, two more. Boldy James, Alchemist, Price of Tea in China. Uh, obviously, Boldy James, Detroit, Alchemist, yeah. Alchemist. Uh, feel yeah, this, this, is, this is this is this is heavy. This is heavy, heavy, very dark, very dingy. Obviously, we got like Vince Staples on here, Benny on here. Uh, yeah. Who else? Um, oh, fucking hell, we got someone else on here. Freddie Gibbs on here as well. Oh, here um, we go. So yeah, 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 it was it was it was good. It was it was good. Yeah, probably won't be on my album list personally, but for what it was, objectively, I think it was a very good album. Thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. And uh, lastly, D Smoke Black uh, uh, Black Habits. Literally just got off listening to that. And uh, yeah, obviously he won uh, the Rhythm and Flow uh, thing on Netflix. And uh, yeah, you know it's 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 interesting. He's got an interesting style to him. Um, I think his flow is a bit static sometimes, even though he goes into Spanish, um, which is quite interesting. Uh, I guess I mix it up a little. But uh, production-wise, you know, a bit of gospel here, a bit of West Coast isms in here. But mostly it's very just like this blend of hip-hop and R&B. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got like, people like Ari Lennox, you've got Sir on two tracks, uh, Jill Scott, Snoop's on one of them. Snoop's on a track which I'm like, this is not, I, I feel like he could have been on a different track and been much better. But other than that, it's a solid debut album. Can't complain. But anyway, 23 minutes. Damn, it's been a long week of listening, I'll tell you. But anyway, we shall get to the topic, finally. Right, guys, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> so, we 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 obviously all saw the uh, Billie Eilish comments from earlier in the week, and 
obviously everyone else has gotten their uh, gotten their takes off, and you will probably have heard these takes already. But the reason why we are going to get these takes off is to is not not from a short term lens, but from more of a long term lens. Because when people listen to this in a few years time, hopefully in a few years time, people are still you know going back or whatever to to these particular episodes. We want to just put this into stone and put this on wax, because this whole thing about you know, um, I guess rap music having a fake element to it, or however you want to word this kind of conversation, is tired as shit. It was it is it was tired back in the eighties. <laughs> it's tired. It was tired. It, it, it was tired before Billy Eilish was even born. Okay, way before. But twenty for years. For some before. reason, we still need to have this conversation. So, we're going to have this conversation. I I I will give the floor to you, Ben, off the, off the back of that, and you can go wherever you like in terms of uh, starting remarks. But you 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 guys can gather this conversation we're going to have, and if you agree with us, that's fine. If you disagree with us, that is also fine. But we need mm. to have this conversation, and we need to put mm. it on wax. It's okay, okay. to disagree. Let's put it on wax. I'm not happy. Okay, if people okay. Disagree. I mean, I mean, in terms of just like having the conversation, like okay, yeah, yeah, we're, yep, yep. we're fine with having the conversation. But you guys need to understand that this shit is tight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me rephrase that, and there we go. Off okay. Go. So let me <laughs> let me just let me just start with the comments. Uh, she was having a interview with Vogue, and she was not asked anything explicitly about hip hop. It was she just this came up randomly, uh, and she said, "There's a difference between lying in a song and writing a story." There are tons of songs where people are just lying. There's a lot of that in rap right now from people that I know who rap. It's like, I've got my AK-47 and I'm fucking. And I'm like, what? You don't have a gun. And all my bitches. I'm like, which bitches? That's posturing and that's not what I'm doing. Now, that is a full quote. Let me say this. I'm fed up with this rhetoric on Twitter that we're grabbing a, a headline or a sound. That is a long freaking quote that she has given 100% context to she's given all content we haven't just grabbed uh that's posturing and that's not what i'm doing and and removed it yeah no 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 no, no. this is this is a fully thought out thought and there's context in it so this is what this this is how i feel about this because as soon as this happened i i had to just write something down the reason why this is a very nuanced conversation is because it's going to happen on two levels with regards to lying in inverted commas. Now, when Hove accused Nas of rapping about things he'd never lived, this is so, so this is why I'm going down this route, because on Twitter I heard a lot of people saying, well, Jay-Z said this, other rappers have said mm-hmm. this, you know, look at 6 9 look at et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all these artists who may not be living their rhymes exactly in inverted commas. And rappers who are rapping about things that they've never... Like Jay-Z said uh, on 444s, like, uh, guns you never shot or something like that. So that's why this is a nuanced conversation. It's two levels. There's a surface level, which is what Billy's talking about, and then an in-genre level. Now, let me talk about this. When Hove accused Nas of rapping about things he'd never lived, notably the the tech on your dresser line from Takeoff... Uh, sorry, take, take off, ugh, Takeover... 
this this is an in hip hop conversation. It's a form of competition. We can't just say Nas made that up, so he is a liar. You're having two separate conversations right there. Now, the first conversation, the conversation Billy's trying to have, is this. Hip-hop is a genre that began telling the story of African-Americans living in a society that oppresses them because of their race. Now, if you follow that thread all the way down to most mainstream hip-hop in the 90s, you'll end up in all sorts of locations. Strip clubs, street corners, trap houses, mansions, the back of Maybachs with the top off. You know, but the lineage Mm -hmm. is the same. Regardless of whose gun Nas was rapping about on that dresser, it was there for a reason. And that reason Mm. is the story of black oppression in America. Okay? So I don't give a fuck if you have an AK or not. I don't care. No one should be caring about that shit. You are telling a story. You're telling the story of your people, of the people around you. And there's infinite evidence of this. So many artists have said, I was listening to the um, the Cameron interview the other day on uh, It's the Real or maybe in Rap Radar. And I've heard these stories a million times. It's like the, the reason why they rap a certain way is because they're in a specific studio with a specific group of people around them talking, telling stories and talking about what was happening on the streets. And they had a rapper mm-hmm. in there. So the rapper told mm-hmm. their stories for them. Okay? Not all of these people mm-hmm. are Cameron or Jay-Z. Like... A lot of stuff, uh, Kareem Biggs, who was one-third of Rockefeller, said that some of Jay-Z's lines or stories were stories about Biggs. You know, like, he he was the inspiration for those stories. Jay-Z didn't do that. There's another line on uh, You Must Love Me by Jay, and he says he sold crack to his mother. In Dakota, he said, I never did that, but people were doing it, so I told the story. Like, that, mm-hmm. Billy, shut Bro, I, I, I'm not. I don't want to drag her, but like, it's such a ridiculous, ridiculous argument. So let me get to the second because I don't want to get too stuck on that. Focus on the individuals in the genre. This is a new conversation. This is an in-genre conversation, and this is where Billy made her error. She conflated the two. Okay, she she. Well, I don't even know if she was capable of the intellect of conflating the two. I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know that she did this. <laughs> I don't think credit, she's. I think, yeah, yeah, I don't think she's. I don't. But a lot. So what I'm saying is, a lot of people on Twitter have conflated the two. Now, yes, Jay Z and yes. Nas posturing over street cred is a competitive thing. This is part of daily life in many professions, not just music. A lawyer will exaggerate some claims or present information in a specific way to make you believe something in order to provoke a desired response. A rapper might spit a... I watch Suits all the time. That's exactly where I got that... That's where I got that line from, man. That's where I got that from. That's freaking Suits, bro. And that's real shit. Like, a rapper might spit a bar to elicit a response for another rapper. You know, so Jay-Z raps some on Super Ugly... I got more shooters in Queensbridge than you. Does he? <laughs> only Billy. The only person who could tell us for sure is Billie Eilish, because apparently she knows who's got guns and everything. But in the end, in the end, it does not matter because in the sport of hip hop, it's a it's a bar that's designed to make the listener side with Jay Z, and yep. for Nas to then question his own position of strength. So. Yep. 
Regardless of the details and the exact characters and the real life events, a bar like that has within it so much history. You know, you're mm-hmm. looking at the crabs in the barrel analogy as Jay-Z rapped on Murder to Excellence. If you put crabs in a barrel to ensure your survival, you're going to end up pulling down people that look just like you. Okay, the, the, mm. the shooter, and now all of a sudden the shooter's line from Super Ugly doesn't even need to be true anymore. It tells a story of African Americans forced to live in such proximity to each other in poverty, they've been oppressed for such a long period of time that their only competition is each other. And the system is designed for them to beat their own kind to prevail. Okay? That's why people are getting so, and, and I want people to understand why people are getting so passionate about this. Because it's, it's, it's disgustingly disrespectful to hip-hop and hip-hop culture to say anything like that. So don't come to me and say, this is just a little, you know, she, she doesn't, this is just a little mistake from Billy. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, but because the other side of it is there are a lot of people who are backing her and saying, oh, rappers don't, don't really live this life, etc., etc." And someone even said to me, um, the crazy thing is, right, that in hip hop culture, we're surprised when rappers actually go to jail and we're saddened. We're saddened when rappers go to jail for living what they're rapping. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we as a genre understand already. Like, why the fuck are we still having this conversation with all these outside people? Uh, it just pisses me off, man. Like, it, uh, bro, I'm so angry. I've been tired for, for freaking two weeks about this shit. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's, it's so funny because, like, you, you think I'd be the guy that'd be just like going off? <laughs> it's actually been. Oh, I love how the I love how the the, the just the. Oh, but you know the, why? Because I love and respect hip hop. I love it so much, and yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. of the culture. Okay, yeah, this yeah. is what pisses. This is why I'm so angry. Because there are people in my fucking DMs on my personal account writing tomes defending her, <laughs> d- dissertations defending her. Great word. Because this is how white people speak. They don't respect the genre a lot of the time. Every time a white mm-hmm. person says the N-word to me, that is disrespect from a, for a genre, for a people who've been through so much pain and hardship. It's white privilege at its absolute pinnacle. And it's so offhanded from Billy. She just says it in an interview as if this was on her mind and she just needed to express this. Why is this even on your mind? Because it's disrespect for the genre. It's disgusting. And that's... That's why I'm so tired about this. Like, look, I'm not super angry at Billy. I'm not trying to drag her all across the world, but I'm trying to drag the people who have bought into this idea that hip hop is somehow a lesser genre or something mm-hmm. like that because it's, yeah, just, it's disgusting, man. I love the genre so much. I hate seeing it disrespected like this. <clears throat> well, salute to you on that. That was a, honestly quite a uh, good. Uh, soliloquy to be honest so that was quite succinct um i guess where i want to go with this is twofold so firstly um broadening the scope a little this is all in the conversation of storytelling right and we all if you if you zoom out like that and look in not just hip-hop not just music but just look at storytelling and how people have done it over the years, whether it's theatrical, Shakespeare, whether it's movies, whether it's music, whether it's painting, sculptures, 
tapestry, whatever you want to, however you want to slice it, right? No art is a hundred percent fact. Okay, <laughs> no art is a hundred percent fact. Let's just get that right. Okay, reasons why? Well, the main one I want to get out is that real life is fucking boring. Real life is fucking boring. Imagine Michael Jackson talking about I don't know being being uh before 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 he was famous I guess before he was in Jackson Five and he was just like I don't know watching TV with his family. Do you want that or do yeah. you want I want you back? Duh, 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 duh. I want you back. Do you want that? You want that? You want extravagance? Okay. So sure. If we want to talk about it to hip-hop, and I'm zooming in a little bit now, if you want to get into the conversation about hip-hop and, you know, fakeness and stuff like that, you know, that's kind of par for the course when it comes to hip-hop as a as a music culture, as a music genre and a lifestyle and a culture, right? As an African-American culture specifically, right? That's That's always been a thing. Oh, I'm better than you. You know, your, your raps are weak. Your beats are weak. You got poor samples. You got no samples. Uh, you you can't dig properly. You know it's all and that. But that word posturing is very important in this conversation. It's very oh, important yeah. in the conversation. Posturing is completely different. Shout out to Fantana for this, by the way. The, posturing is so much uh, is is completely different to being fake. Okay, hundred percent. Six nine is fake. <laughs> Migos is posturing. Do you see the difference? Okay. Uh, Migos doing a music video in the uh, Versace mansion. That's not their mansion. And we know that's not their mansion. But they're doing it just for the posturing. It's, it's, to, it's to, again, say with me now, exaggerate. It's to exaggerate, mm. okay? It's to bring home the point of whatever they're talking about. And in that case, it's obviously the Versace, 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 that terrible song that somehow got them famous. Um, I, I blame Drake for that as well. Um, it's all, st- if we zoom out again, it's back to storytelling, okay? Storytelling is the point of it all. We we, we all were given stories as a you, you know, just told about stuff in either space or in a magical land. It's all bollocks, but we enjoy it. What are the films that are coming at the Oscars are tonight as we record? What are the films that are dropping? <laughs> you know? Start. Uh, not dropping. That are, uh, that are being nominated, you know? Some of them are rooted in realism. 1917. Parasite. It's all rooted in... Re- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's all rooted in a type of realism, but it's not 100% fact. And we all are intelligent enough to understand that it's not 100% fact. And it's the same with hip hop. We're not gonna. We're not seeing Jay Z, uh, 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 you know, dealing around the block in Marcy, right? We're not. We're not. We we're, we're trying to imagine that because that's the image he wants to give us. Yeah, but he's not doing but it. But he's like, not doing it. Ridiculous. And we know was. that fully well. Okay. Back to me goes. I'm. Sh- I'm. You know. I'm sure. Right. That they don't wear chains. Every fucking minute of the day, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure at one point, at one point during the day, that they're just wearing some tracksuits like I'm doing right now and chilling, okay. All right, they're just posturing. It's all it is. Calm down. It's not supposed to be real 100% of the time, okay. And let's get into 
I guess, um, you know, other genres. <laughs> well, let me just, just before you do you know that, I mean? let me just say, because one thing struck me while you were talking. If anyone has ever watched The Invention of Lying with Ricky Gervais, Good immediately that whole movie eviscerates any argument you could have against this. Like, their, their literal movie department is they just retell f- historical facts. Yes. That's all they yes. do. It is uh-huh. so boring. It's and then boring. as soon as yeah. Ricky Gervais discovers how to lie, because no one else yeah. can lie, mm-hmm. he becomes the greatest entertainer on earth. Yeah. Give me a fuck. Like, come on. Yeah. Are we yeah. kidding yeah. here? Like, it's too, it's, what the it's fuck? The nurse. It's literally in front of me. It's, it's, it's great. That is actually a perfect fucking example to all of this. Ladies and gentlemen, go watch that. This is actually a good film, to be honest, and a great concept. It's a great film. So, yeah, yeah, that brings home the point I was making. Like, <laughs> nobody, our lives are fucking boring most of the time, okay? Yeah. We live for we live for these stories. We live for extravagance. We live for Entertainment. Art, okay? We live for this entertainment, okay? And I think, um, I don't know if you still have the um, Billy quotes or whatever, because uh, there was one about, like, it. with her mother... Like says, um, I was initially oh, yeah. a little shook or something like that about her dark lyrics, and then and then she realised, oh, drum roll please, it's fiction. Oh, uh, how 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 interested. It's crazy how life works. Like you can't fucking write it. You know what I mean? So that's my that's my that's the only time I get to Billy because you know that's you 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 kind of made the whole point. And obviously, I would love to mention you know people like uh, Post Malone and Miley Cyrus. Oh, it's so glorious how people can just come in and just take what the fuck they want and then leave and then just chat shit as they look back and just kick dust. It's fucking amazing. You, you lot have oh, you lot have so much fucking chest. You, you lot can get so chesty sometimes. I fucking love it. It's actually so... It makes me laugh. While it makes Ben really angry, I laugh because it's so fucking funny just watching you guys posturing, just be funny enough, posturing and being so chesty <laughs> about a genre you know fuck all about, be happen to get some fucking cosigns from people that to be honest i don't think they should have allowed but anyway that's beside the point <laughs> michael made it but anyway mm. there should that sh- that shit shouldn't have happened but it's the fact that you got that the people like that can come through and just you know do all the fuck they like it's it's amazing and then people get triggered over little narzix it's so it's so funny, but I'm getting a bit away from the conversation, so I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> the the thing, you know, I honestly do feel a little bit, not guilty, but I feel a little bit, I, I'm disappointed it was Billy that said this because she is only 18, and I don't want to people to think that my words are just directed directly at Billie Eilish for saying this. She has sparked this conversation, and that's what's frustrated me. If people just came out and said... Meh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, you know, she's young. I mean, didn't Styles P say that? Styles P said that. Yeah, yeah Styles P said that. Like, I don't, I don't want to be as Sean C said on his thing. Like, I don't want to cyber bully Billie Eilish. Um, <laughs> but it is just, uh, I guess we can talk about the Post Malone and Miley stuff because, look, this is what I said to Charlie, and I, and I don't know if he has an answer for this. I don't know what if I have an answer for this. I. Before I did a, I did a post on hip hop numbers a couple of days ago about the all the artists who had said condescending things about hip hop, and I thought there must be more. I was like, there's got to be heaps of this back in. There literally mm. isn't. I went back over history. If we're going to talk about rock stars, yeah, there's a few like Ted Nugent in '94, 
uh, Keith Richards or one of the Rolling Stones said something in like oh, 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the Gallagher's said something about Jay-Z at Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah. So oh, there's yeah, been, that was great, yeah. But he's walked it back. Most of them have walked back what they said. Gene Simmons said something, and then he walked it back as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, they're just old, drug-addled rock stars. Like, I, I, no one cares about their opinion anymore. Okay, that's that. That's why I'm tight about this. Like, if, if Keith Richards came out tomorrow and said, oh, hip-hop's not a real genre, blah, 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 no one's going to care about that. We'd just be like, meh. Shut yeah, up, bro. Yeah. You're really old and no one cares about your opinion. The reason, the reason why, why this, Billy this thing... is prevalent is because Billy just cleaned up the fucking Billy Grammys. Billy just cleaned up the goddamn <laughs> Grammys and everyone and was I gave showering her with Fuck. praise. <laughs> That's what I mean. I was listening to our podcast last week and, and Charlie was just... I was so funny because I was uh, listening to it just after we'd so agreed to do this one. And he was just like, oh, you know, I'm not even mad at Billy. I can't I'm be so mad at her. And I'm just like, oh, it's going to change. <laughs> it's going to change real quick. But that's that's the thing. Like you just you just won the Grammys and now you decided that this is what you're gonna say. It's very yeah. disappointing. It's very disappointing. And so when I went back over and looked for, for pop stars who had said similar things, I went through everyone, man. I went through Britney, Madonna, uh Christina, Pink, Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, I went through like uh, Justin Timberlake, Ed Sheeran, I I looked at all these pop stars, Backstreet Boys, etc. etc. They never said anything like this. That's yeah. what's so confusing to me yeah. is that it really only started in like 2016 when Miley and Post, or 2017 maybe Post said his thing. Before that, no one was saying stuff like this in pop music. And mm. now it's happened three times in three years. That's confusing to me. I don't know why. I I, I, I have a mental block. Normally I'm quite lucid and I have an idea or a, or a theory but I don't know why yeah. this is happening now. Do you have any insight, Charlie? I think this is actually the most fascinating part about this whole conversation. And like you said, you brought up to me a few days ago and I've been I've been really trying to just like try and boil this down and try to understand why it's happening now. I mean, you could possibly, you could possibly think about the fact that um, hip hop is, from a sound perspective, the sound. And you know, while I when I say even when I say that, and literally just going back on myself right right immediately, you know, you mentioned Justin Timberlake. That dude was R and B a shit. <laughs> That dude was black as shit, apart from the, you know, the Justin bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, wanted, like Timberland, I just want to tell, like, a, Timberland, a side story. Timberland made, made it so bloody hard. If if Justin Timberlake wasn't, you know, the dude from NSYNC beforehand, right, and Timberland just plucked him off the, off the side of the road, and you never saw his face, you'd be like, damn, his Bro, brother this going is... in. <laughs> This is what I'm going to I'm going to you know say this I mean? now because I've heard a lot of interviews with people they genuinely thought cuz they they yeah. uh Drink Champs <laughs> did it with Timberland right and Nori said that everyone thought Justin Timberlake was black. Yeah. They were certain. They're like who's this guy with yeah, so much yeah, so yeah, soul yeah, who's yeah, this new yeah, black yeah. singer and yeah. yeah so yeah that's that's It's yeah. it's so fascinating that. So you know when I when I say that I'm talking from a very um a very a very simplistic perspective in terms of like you know what's charting right now obviously it's trap beats and trap adjacent uh music right 
Ariana Grande, trap beats. Billie Eilish, trap-ish beats. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all there. It's, it's all there for you to see. But obviously, in terms of, you know, America especially, black music's everywhere. You just need to really look deep in the weeds um, to just find that inspiration. So just to say that, I'm talking about it from a very simplistic perspective when I say, you know, hip-hop and aka black music is the thing right now. It's always been the thing, but yeah, anyway. So you can you can you can maybe say that and because hip hop is the mainstream right now because it's the zeitgeist in America right now for the past 5ish years obviously in the uh, last half of the last decade you know that's when obviously people like Miley people like Post just saw it opening and they just fisted their way through there you know and because of that maybe this is my this is the only way i can go down this this is the only road i can possibly go i can see from this right in this conversation we're having because i really do think it's an amazing conversation i think like it should really be had across the across the spectrum here not just for us two um i think because those those two in particular i'm not going to throw billy in this particular equation for those two in particular that saw an opening and looked at it from a marking perspective to do some hip hop because it's hip hop and because hip hop's the thing right now. Maybe they saw it as, you know, worth worthy of their worthy of their opinion. You know what I mean? They didn't see it as a how, how we see it, you know, as a as a culture, as as a historical, you know, artifact. They did they didn't see it as that. They just saw it as a piece of um, as a piece of music that they could just easily, you know, get a few bucks off. You know, they they saw it from a purely business and marketing perspective. Um, that's the only way I can possibly think about this, and I'm not sure if it's correct or not. It's, it's, it's I'm literally going off the dome right now. But yeah, I I don't know if that's satisfactory. That's the only way I can think about it. Maybe they thought about it as that. They didn't think about it as, you know, hip-hop as we see it. They saw it as, oh, this sound is in right now. They saw it as a trend, yeah, yeah. yeah basically. Yeah. How You know, the same way that um, every, every fucking time I see, like, a... Uh, every year there's a fashion show going on and then, like, some some white person's done, uh, done some real derogatory shit and I'm just like, whoa, that's new. <laughs> Fashion taken off black culture. Whoa, did not see that covered. So maybe it's just another, another dimension of that kind of bullshit. You know, maybe it's that. Um, and again, if they didn't get the cosigns like they shouldn't have, this wouldn't be a conversation. But anyway, um, that's the that's the only theory I could possibly gotten off that. That's the only thing. Uh, that's the only that's the only way I could have broken it down. To be completely honest, but it's a like I said, it's a very interesting argument you've put forward, and um, I genuinely think it's worthy of more thought. I think, yeah, I actually think that's probably the closest I could get to a, a coherent or reasonable reason for this i i theory look, i i don't <laughs> yeah, yeah I, d- I don't feel like i don't feel like billy eilish is a racist person i don't know her personally but it just uh, i i i struggle to say that this is i, I think it's there's a lot of it's on that um, front all right it's yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna be the 
the black thing, guy yeah. that goes like, "You're not racist, confirmed." You know, what I mean, I'm not gonna give that stamp. No, 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 no and um, I showed you that Johnny Cash one, uh, that screenshot that just made me laugh. It was just, like the dude said body count, like it's fact. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, yeah, because so I think I tweeted out, or someone tweeted out, like, you know, Johnny Cash didn't really shoot a man in Reno. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. someone was like, yeah, but it uh, yeah, doesn't so have the body the count that hip-hop queen, has. You know, the you know, uh, Bohemian I mean, Rhapsody, you know what like, listen to freaking the Beatles, like, you know, yeah. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, I'm the Walrus, yeah. like, he's, there's so much, like, I, it's, it's, it's so, it, it's such a silly argument to even begin to have that it just blows your brain up even trying to argue with people over it because it just doesn't make any yeah. sense, but I'm just trying to work out where it comes from and, and why I said I don't think it's, I think it's entrenched at this point that hip-hop, I think you're right, I, I think... Because I'm too close to the culture, I understand that it's way deeper than music. You know, it's not whatever's yeah. on the radio right now. It's not whatever's yeah. hot. It's not trap. It's not, you know, it's not uh, getting being the most popular genre in North America. It's not a sound that you borrow from just to get hot. Yes. Where in other genres, it might be like electronic music. Uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't have history, but it's a significantly less tied to an entire race of people and their struggle through like hundreds of years of oppression it's it's music made you know it's, it's a bit different so if you're dipping into i don't know like when people used to criticize edm a lot you know because they said it was simplistic or whatever there was no there was no extra component to that unless i'm really wrong I could be really wrong about this, but I don't feel like there was another component to I'm off that now. I it, it, I got hot for a little while, but I realized it wasn't me, and so I'm going in a different direction. So right. I don't know how you... Maybe you can answer this. Like, Can you appropriate another... So, so this is a good question. Can we appropriate another genre like electronic music? Can it be appropriated the way that hip-hop can be appropriated? Like electronic music, say Miley Cyrus does a song with Skrillex <laughs> and then, you know, two years later she's like, no, nah, fuck all that EDM stuff. That was that was just too simplistic. I'm, I'm more of an artist than that. Can we? Is it is it just us being frustrated that Miley... Or is it now us... Do, do you know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, okay. I, I I constantly have a battle in my head in terms of the term cultural appropriation and uh, the whole argument behind that. Um, I don't want to get too deep into that particularly, just because it's just is is that's a real scramble in my head, and I didn't really expect this question. But um, instead of is. Instead of answering a question, I want to switch. I want to switch up a little bit because, and I hope it actually answers the question. Just, I just want to. I just want to circle a little bit. Think about it in terms of vying for authenticity, right? So Elvis didn't have to vie for 
authenticity. You know, um, the Beatles, Rolling Stones didn't have to vie for authenticity. Okay, so there are two. There are two things I think that um, when a, when a, when a I guess a new type of music or a you know new subgenre of music comes comes up, there's always not 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 both at the same time. Sometimes it's the same. Sometimes it's uh, one or one or the other. It's either from a cultural slash you know heritage slash race perspective, or it's from an age perspective. So when you mention EDM, I think when when people were complaining about that and the quote unquote simplicity of it and whatever you want to um, throw at uh, shit you want to throw at EDM, the reason why people were so ugh and just like you know scrubbing their tongues of it. Uh, you know, especially when dubstep came in, <laughs> that was a fun. That was a fun time. I love dubstep, though. To be I real, like I, I, I just want to preface this it. whole thing with I freaking love EDM music. Yeah. I love dubstep. I, I adore all that. I was never yeah, part yeah, of this yeah, hate yeah, brigade. Yeah. yeah, I personally am a fan of um, drum and bass um, and electronica kind of um, adjacent music. Um, I've, I've actually been listening to a lot in the past in the past like couple of weeks, as you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, so. Those conversations are sometimes are a matter of age. You know, Pete is, is charting up. The reason why it's charting up is because young people were listening to it. Because people my age at that time when Skrillex was out, everyone was listening to that. Everyone was listening to that in my school, right? But when it comes to stuff like hip-hop, when it comes to stuff like grime, drill music, especially in the UK in those, particular, in those last two, it the 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 question of authenticity comes from a place of like i said race heritage whatever you want to however you want to slice that whatever token name you want to put on it whatever label you want to put on it right drill artists right now have to fight for this authenticity of the stuff that they're telling is authentic or um i guess in another case obviously um not glorifying it you know what i mean they're just te- they're just saying what they're seeing like mo- like many artists are, tr- are doing right or or in another case in the case of billy eilish in the case of other artists they want to create a world instead they world build and that's obviously two other sides that you want to get into uh, in this whole conversation as well going back to my storytelling point but kind of answering your question of of whether like you know something like EDM could be appropriate or whatever it's not about i guess um a level of like uh, appropriation or like you know shitting on the history because to be honest that can happen in any genre like i can pick up a guitar chart and then not know fuck all about the beatles and i've listened to no albums of the beatles you know what i mean it's just like people sometimes don't do their history there's a lot of hip hop artists that don't do their history, right? And that's not that's not hip hop exclusive. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of EDM artists that don't listen to um, I don't Daft know, work. you know, yeah, they 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 don't listen to Daft Punk or whatever, or uh, well, not Daft Punk, Apex but you know, you know what I mean, just like yeah, yeah, French yeah. electronica from back in the nineties. You know what I mean? They don't go back yeah, to that. Yeah. They don't research. They just you know they just found a program and they just fucked about with it. 
You know what I mean? It's the same with hip hop in the, and especially in this time in this day and age. But yeah, I don't think something like that can be I think can be appropriated. I think it could be mistreated, like a lot of genres can be mistreated. Like I just said with the hist- historical aspect, I think if you don't look into the history of any genre you're in, then you're doing the genre you're in a disservice in a, in some way because you're not um you're not you're not paying homage you're not and and I you know and I personally think that's an important part of being an artist um but yeah I think this whole thing wraps around a conversation about authenticity that hip hop artists always have to f- for some reason fight for this stamp of approval that this shit is authentic in whatever way you want to label it authentic right the rock artists don't have to do that um the even the edm artists don't probably don't have to do that these days you know i mean they just they just make a fat beat so i find it very interesting um in that case and obviously the answer to that the answer why they have to fight for this authenticity is from a place of race it's from a place of systemic racism in the US and in terms of grime and you know um, the uh, drill UK and other and other places as well. I saw I saw a, I saw a, like a mini doc on like Irish drill. <laughs> there's Irish drill now apparently, Irish and there's drill. actually drill in the in Australia. Funny enough, uh, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, so uh, yeah, right. so that's that's that spread really quickly. But yeah, those are the, I I, th- I hope I answered that question in a way. Um, I kind of wanted to just lace it into another point I had, but um, yeah, it's uh, I think that's where it all comes down to um, this whole conversation, and uh, you know, I think I think in that case, it's just a matter of hey, <laughs> people have stories and they're trying to tell them. You don't have to listen to them if you want to, but if you're going to talk about it in a negative way. Don't come at me with hip hop beats. Don't come at me with uh, trap beats. Don't don't come at me with that. You can, if you want to be out of it, be out of it. If you want to critique it and not do the research, you're just you're just a being ignorant and b you're just um, catering to what your name country here has already perpetuated for hundreds of years and. Um, you know, you're just another drop in that very, very large bucket. You just answered the whole thing, I think. Let me just try and... I'm trying to get my head around how to succinctly put this, but I think what you're describing is really... The, what's happened here is... And we see it a lot in hip-hop where artists haven't done their due diligence on the history of the genre and the history of the sound. And as you said about other genres it's commonplace, you know, just to make, just because you make EDM music doesn't mean you need to know who Kraftwerk are. And I feel like a lot of artists view music and hip-hop music in that spectrum where they're thinking it's not that big of a deal, like just because you don't know who Tupac is or just because you don't know who Biggie is, just because you don't know who Rakim is and and his influence, you can still make hip-hop, I think is what people... Uh, I think I think that's the level that they're engaging with this debate on but it's way deeper than that because we both know and, and hip hop fans who've been listening to hip hop their whole life know 
hip hop is way, way deeper than a music genre. You know, it's not what's on the charts at the moment. It's not, you know, it's not future. I didn't start with Little Wayne's Lollipop. You know, you can't <laughs> come in halfway through. You can't come in 75% of the way through and then carve out a an authentic career within hip hop. And I think these pop stars are doing that and they're not understanding the weight of their words because they they don't understand they, it's it's what you said again it's ignorance they they don't understand the depth of what they what they're saying i think you nailed it i think that's exactly why it's happening i think i can't say much more i think that's exactly why it's happening i i it's i don't know what the answer is i don't know what 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 because what can you do like as hip hop gets more popular more people are going to engage with it on a surface level and they're only going to like you know i i always tell this story but like a few maybe last year i was it was before xx died so whenever he passed was what late last year yeah and i was on a train and there were these two school kids in front of me they would have been like 14 15 and I could hear what they were playing through their earphones. Both of them were playing XXX Tentacion, different songs, and they were just playing his album. And he was still alive, so it wasn't it wasn't him passing. And they were both obviously white. I live in Sydney, and I was thinking to myself, like, man, XXX is big out here. Like, how did that happen? These are just two random people. And I realized, like, that they're not going to engage with the culture. No offense to them. It's it's you know they're not being ignorant by doing that, or maybe they are a little bit. I don't really know, but they're not. You know, so I think the people like Billie Eilish, Post Malone, Miley Cyrus, Post Malone should know better. To be hundred percent honest, like that's not cool. Post Malone's the worst of these three. I feel, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just an an ignorance level, and and I think people are engaging with hip hop on the level of it's a music genre. So what? I didn't listen to Biggie and Tupac. That doesn't mean I can't do hip-hop. It's like, no, nah, that's a surface level. And, and it's more than a music... It's way more than a music genre. And I think that's why people have had such an emotional response to this is because the people who have engaged with hip-hop since its inception or since they came into it and then gone back and discovered the history of it and where it started and what the story is trying to tell is it's so much deeper than a music genre to to us and that's why we're having such a aggressive emotional reaction <laughs> and unfortunately you know billy's probably copping a lot of she, she's probably gone underground after all this because you know a lot of people in my mentions were saying this is not fair to attach all this to one person and i don't think it is i don't think we're attaching it to one person we're, we're talking about ignorance as a whole and the response of people who have just said yeah billy's got a point they don't actually have ak's so yeah i think i i've just butchered that whole outro there but like i think you really i think you really nailed the whole thing i try i try to tie it up but i couldn't one thing i do want to say is someone did mention six nine and i want to say this someone said yeah six nine i'm like Six Nine is one of the people who actually lived his raps the most everyone around him was doing the crap he was rapping about he might not have been the one, but he was ordering. Well, allegedly, I don't know the the. the but he was, bro. He was. He's in jail right now. He was there. Like he mm-hmm. he's not fake. He's a freaking snitch. Like he did so much dirt he that he's able idiot. to snitch and get himself out of like a sixty-seven year sentence. So idiot, yeah. people who are calling six nine fake, I, I'm I'm not rocking with that. I think I actually said but, that. But uh, let's shoot about twenty. You minutes did. Ago. <laughs> 
You did. That's why. And I kept it quiet. Uh, I was like, oh. I, but yeah, I, I'll rephrase. <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> he's a complete idiot. But yeah, anyway. So that, I don't know. If Maybe Correction. you can say that better than, more succinctly than me because I just butchered that so badly. But you said it. You said it in your answer. Like you answered the question perfectly. I think I think that's that's what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, it's just a, like I said, another drop in the bucket. It's why I'm not like red hot fuming voice what vocal wise is uh ben probably sounds but honestly i i i'm he knows i'm constantly like just mentally thinking about this these these things from so many fucking angles it's not even just it's not even just hip-hop for me it's like film and television as well like literally like i said the oscars are literally tonight and i don't care for it right now not to get into a lighter note and that's not my lighter note but yeah it's just it it's it's a whole thing for me, you know. What I mean, I'm constantly trying to have these have these dialogues, um, not prompted by someone like Billie Eilish. I'm constantly having the trying to have these, regardless of it. Um, you know, you, you you guys might just you know go go about with your lives, but for me, I'm still having I'm still trying to figure this shit out and trying to have these conversations with people like Ben that actually can that I can have a dialogue with and just to happen to do a podcast with, um, on, in, in this particular case. But anyway, that's no, kind of where, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, I think we've, I think, I think we had a, I think we introduced a, actually a new angle to this, which I'm quite proud of. Um, but yeah, yeah let, 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 let me, let me, let you guys, let me, let, let us know you guys, uh, what you think about that particular, um, part of the conversation, um, that Brent brought up, but, Apart from that, I'm good. Might as well just throw into a light yeah, enough if you have one. Uh do you have one? Um a minor one. I think like Jay Z had a I think like an interview, I think it was like New York Times about that like, NFL stuff again. And he just he, he gave like a complete uh I forgot who said I forgot who said this. Um oh, no, I need to get I need to give credit. Uh, he's he's a, he's a right Howard Bryant. Howard Bryant, yeah, Howard Bryant, uh, amazing writer. Um, he said he said he gave he gave a complete word salad, and uh, added mm. on to the previous conversation we had about Jay Z like long ago. Um, in a previous line, it's just it's just it just proves that you know when he he actually sat down during the Super Bowl like national anthem, and he said he did it completely on accident. He was like he didn't even mean to do it, and that kind of just proves a lot of people's points that you know he, he I, f- I feel like when we do our jay-z episode there's gonna be i'm gonna reference a lot of lyrics that are just gonna come straight back at him because jesus christ they are coming back to haunt him every time you give a jay-z lyric i'm just like oh that does not apply to him now i'll tell you um yeah he just gave a complete word salad and it was just like it, it meant nothing it really meant nothing um you know i think punch TD president like gave a screenshot today. It's like Jay Z got the NFL to donate like 100 million to the thing. Uh, oh, I forgot what they call it. The um, the justice thing, whatever. What the fuck they call it? The initiative. And I'm just like, okay, but money does so much. You know, what I mean, there needs to be a thought process changed here, and that that takes a lot more than money. So that was just that was just a minor point I just wanted to throw out there because I, I I probably won't talk about it on what's good so I just wanted to throw it out there here. 
I reckon we should do the Jay Z episode when I'm in London. I really think we should. Oh, you want to? You want to do that? Can... Okay. Oh, you want to wait? It if would you be wait amazing. That long, it's only a million months away. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, well, so, fucking hell, the summer seems so long for me. I tell you, it's just like, oh my god, like, I just want summer but to yeah, come the, back. The, <laughs> I want summer to go away. We need to get. We're dying out here. Like, it's not good. But um, yeah, the Jay Z thing. There's a. I, I was. <laughs> it's funny you bring up the lyric thing. I was talking to A and J a little while ago and. Uh, we were talking about some of Hove's lesser, some lyrics he probably would walk back yeah. and uh, on Heart of the City. What he said, he says, um, get a couple chicks, get them to try to do E. Hopefully they menage before yeah. I reach my garage. <laughs> and I was like, ah, that was on Heart of the City, Jay. Like, why do you have to do that on that beat? That's not, don't do that. Like, I mean, you know, I mean so... Snoop, Snoop still does those lyrics and he's our fucking grandfather. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Snoop, so you know, Snoop's an interesting character. <laughs> this is how it is. But um, <laughs> yeah, with with regard to Jay, I, I don't I don't really know anymore. Like that rap radar interview I've listened to many times. It's really interesting where he just says that he sees everything that people are saying, but he doesn't mm. really engage in it. And he just he just it makes more sense when you think about it because he just does what he feels is right, and then he doesn't really <laughs> care about the backlash. But then yeah. So he might get up there and say a word salad, or he might he might genuinely have. I feel like he's pretty authentic. Like, it, I don't think he would have thought, "Oh man, I sat down, but for a reason, and then I got backlash, so now I should change." Like, he's never done that in his life. He's never gone back on on something yeah, just because yeah. he's received backlash yeah. for it, except for yeah. Super Ugly yeah. when his mum made him apologize to Nas, but that was his mother. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I think uh, who knows? Who knows? I I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just genuinely was interested in in the fries he was eating and the popcorn. I don't know. <laughs> Bro, I got blocked on Twitter. Right, I got blocked on Twitter because this person said um, they they posted the picture of Beyonce and Jay Z eating the fries and the popcorn and said, "So I guess that vegan thing's out the window, isn't it?" And I replied like, "Yeah, that's uh, where potato and fries potato are fine. and corn." Yeah. I was like potato and corn, <laughs> and Christ. so they replied. They replied, "This is well. This is clearly a joke." And I said, "How's it a joke? Was it, yeah, sure, it's yeah, not, yeah, sure. It's not funny. <laughs> like a joke. A joke has to be funny in some no, way. Man. You literally, it's not funny." And so they blocked me. I off bet the you room. gave like no like, emoji, no gif, no nothing, no no indication of sarcasm. It's just no indication oh, no, no, of joke. No. But it went. You know tits. what? You know what was funny? They they didn't have a huge amount of followers, and it went viral. So that's why they kept it up. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I guarantee you they would have deleted that. But they were like, "Oh, I'm getting some shine from this." But no, nah, man, nah, that's not it. That's not it. That's vegan. All right, I'm plant based. That's that's vegan. I promise you. So yeah. Anyway, that was yeah. That was interesting. Hope sitting down and Kaepernick responding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on between those two. Ah, uh, I swear there's a lyric about being fake or real in that particular one there. But um, <laughs> oh, there's a million of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Business or art, fist or steel, industry or street, fake or real. Shout out to Gangstar. Mm. But anyway, on that mm. note, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, no, no. Hang on, hang what, on, what, hang what, on, hang what, on, hang on. Let me okay. do my lighter what, note. What? Let me do my lighter note. What? So I was watching, and I, I'm on, I want to ask you this because you're a film, you know, you, you're in Don't film. You, 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 no, no, I wasn't going to say buff. You're, in, you're a screenwriter. You, you've been in this. So I was watching Lucifer with my friend yesterday. Yeah. 
and we were talking about suits and Harvey Specter. Yep. And we were talking about the the basically the lead male narcissist. The the guy who is like yep. a bit of a well, he's not a bit of a douche. He's a fucking douche. Foolish, yeah. He's incredibly good looking. Yeah. He is terrible in relationships. He just uses women. Uh-huh. But they're posted up as this like unattainable figure that all the women want. Yep. And you know, the thing that pisses me off so much about suits is Donna. And I love Donna, but this whole oh, don't don't shit on my dad's favorite character. Come on, this whole undertone of, of I really love Harvey Specter and uh, I just hate it. I hate it. I'm it, it always it always positions the man as above the woman with the control and the power and the decision. Like Harvey Specter makes a decision tomorrow to marry or to to date that that woman that he's dating in the third season. Yeah. And it's like she's been waiting for years for him yeah. to finally relent. Yeah, and he finally relents and she gets everything she wants. And Scotty, it's the it? same with... Um, yeah, Scotty. Yeah, and it's the same with... Um, what's Mike Ross and uh, Rachel? Yeah. It's like she's waiting for him. Mm. It's always the... And I don't... I hate this dynamic, but I see it play out so often in real life too. And I wonder... This is what I wonder. Is it real life imitating art or is art just reporting on real life you know what i'm saying well one quote i wanted to give for this whole episode was a uh, one by nina simone which is um the job of the artist is to reflect the times but this has nothing to do with that i just wanted to say that because i love that quote um sim- the simple answer you 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 are you are so desperate for female representation in the directors and writers room. That's what you're that's what you need, Ben. Like that's that's the answer for you. That's exactly what you need cuz honestly, uh there's a lot of people I've heard a lot of men I've heard uh, from, say this when you know they actually know the game. Men do a lot of shit just so they can get women or women's attention. Okay. Absolutely. Like they, they, a lot of us don't want to admit, but most of the stuff we do is to get the attention of women. That's just how it is. And funny enough, for stuff like suits, for stuff like Mad Men, it's interesting how the tables turn. It's because it's a male writer and a male showrunner or whatever, you know, whoever 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 has the last word on it. That's how they. That's how they want to see it. Again, yeah. it's the world they build. It's the world where. Well said. Oh, yes, well said. I'm Harvey. I'm a don. Yeah. All the women want me. But in yep. real life, we're just chasing women. Sometimes we just we're the chasers most of the time. You know, and that's just how that's just how it is. But the answer for you, in terms of what you, in terms of what you need on your screen, is female representation behind the camera. That's the simple answer. So, you know, I had I had a really interesting conversation with a girl about three months ago and we were sitting down and there was, you know, some tension between us or maybe no, it was not three months ago. It was last month. It was not even that long ago, three weeks ago. And, you know, we like each other and I knew that she liked me and she knew I liked her, but she was going away Mm. and for six months. And so she said to me, because we're talking about flirting and she said to me, how do you flirt? And I said, I don't, I don't really flirt. And she's like, well, how do you get women? And I said, well, I don't pursue women. 
And she's like, he takes, well, that he doesn't takes really work. And whacks out the locks. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, but she goes, how do you get women? And Slow I said, move. well, honestly, I don't, I don't make the first move. I wait for women to make the first move. And then if I know that they're into me, then I'll start turning it on to, you know, use a pretty, <laughs> I don't know, archaic term. But like my energy will shift. The way that yeah. I say is my energy will shift. My energy will shift. I'll put out energy feelers to see if there's like energy coming back to me. And if there is, then my energy will shift. But I'm not chasing a woman. And she said to me, do you know how many women you probably haven't been with because of that? She's like, women need to be chased. Women love to be chased. Yeah. And I said, yeah, but I'm cool with that. Like, that's okay for me. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't feel comfortable chasing. And she said, she was just gobsmacked. She's like, I've never chased a man. Every man I've been with has, has pursued me. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, you know what? I've never chased a woman. And every woman I've been with has pursued me. Mm-hmm. So we compared our numbers. And I tell you what, I came out poorly mm. in that comparison mm. but like but that's what my friend said and and when i when we were watching lucifer and, and she's like this guy's a douche yeah and and we we're talking about harvey speck she's like he's a douche yeah. and i said you know what it's the it's so it's such an old adage but it's like men want to be him women want to have sex with him yeah and men want to be that because men just want to be pursued we never get pursued like i like being pursued we all like being pursued i've you know, it's it's a great feeling, yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. I never thought of it like that. So you nailed yeah. it. Like they've they've written. It's like when you watch superhero movies, and you're like, oh, I wish I had that superpower. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it, Harry Potter is so enticing because you're like, man, I wish I had magic. That's Why so do we love amazing. All this because they climb the mountain and they succeed climbing that mountain. Hundred percent. I never thought of it like that because I thought it was more like. They, these men do exist. I know these men. I'm friends with these men, yeah, and I've course. been out on this yeah. circuit in inverted commas with men and women throw themselves at them and I'm just like so these men exist and they're telling yeah. the story mm-hmm. of those men nah nah they're telling the story of me or not me because I'm I'm not part of this but of my friends who would be around that man just looking up at him in awe as if, as if he's this Adonis on a plinth yeah. like how does this man do this what a legend like you know I played cricket with probably a, a club with like at least a hundred guys and there were two things that made you cool at that club. If you could drink the most or if you could sleep with the most women. And I could drink so the most. So I was like, I was like top, I was top three. Okay. Cause I could drink the most and I slept with a, like a medium amount of women. But the, t- the top two were the guys who slept with the most women and drank the most. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Anyway, thanks for that. That really sheds light on it for me. I never, I never thought of it like that, but that's a really insightful thing to say. No worries. Yeah, it's always here to help. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, hope you've learned something as well, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, this has been uh, Digging Digits. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, I really hope we can get a dialogue on this one because uh, this has been fascinating. Uh, I'm a Charlie Taylor with Fifth I've been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. We hope you all have a good week. Award season's finally fucking over. We shall always try and do the same. Until the next time. Maybe we'll do some music this time next time. <laughs> Take it easy, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, peace. Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show was edited by me. Music for the show, piece from video games by bonus points. 
Thanks to Jawbreakers for the ability to use. Socials for the fifth element, hip hop by numbers, bonus points, and Jawbreakers will be in the description where you're listening. This has been a fifth element podcast network and hip hop by numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us, and we shall see you next time on Digging in the Ditches. <laughs>